Hey guys, good to be with you, Cloud, with you here on the New Vision Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in this uh, this this week and the last week where we're going through our Raised to Life stories. When, when were people raised to life? We've had different staff members, and today, what's up, Angelisa? How's it going? What's up? It's going great. Glad to be here. So again, people have heard you on the podcast before. You've done a couple, some of my favorite episodes. My wife sends her compliments as well. Well, that's sweet. Thank you. Could you just remind folks that maybe aren't, miss those episodes here, aren't super familiar, just a little bit what you do and maybe how long you've been at New Vision? Sure. So my name is Angelisa Chandler, and I work with the New Vision Care Ministry here at New Vision Baptist Church. I'm a biblical counselor. So I've been here um, not very long, actually, just since last summer. So I'm still kind of getting my feet wet here in ministry, but um, the journey's been really cool. I love being able to minister to people especially those hurting and in need. So it's just been awesome to be able to do that. And you've been attending New Vision for probably like what, 15 Gosh, years at yes, least? Yes, close to 15 years for awesome. sure. So this is family. I love I lo- being Yes, here. I love the long timers. Yes. So, well, you know the deal. If you've been listening to this, thank you so much. We're, we're talking about people's salvation stories, maybe a little bit about baptism, and basically the trajectory of, of the raised to life life that we've been called to. And so... I'm just going to turn it over to you. I'd like to hear your story, you know, let you go on that. And Yeah, I have uh, actually not the typical story. So I'm originally from San Diego, California, which a lot of people I know are moving here from California. Um, but like you mentioned, I've been here a really long time, so about 15 years. So uh, Cloud, I consider myself a trendsetter, I guess. So there you go. Um, but being raised in San Diego is a lot different than in the South. So I grew up in a very um, Christian home, meaning there were definitely believers. So my mom, um, she actually was a preacher's child, so she grew up in the South. The PK. She was, she was. So she grew up in the South, but my dad is Filipino, so he grew up in the Philippines in definitely 100% Catholic tradition. So we had a divided household growing up. Um, My mom decided to go to California with my dad and raised us there. So we were initially raised in the Catholic Church. So that was very interesting. Um, Definitely believers of God, definitely um, raised in that tradition, but it was definitely tradition. So I learned a lot of catechism. I learned a lot of um, things through the Catholic Church, which were super helpful just to know that there was a God. Like the liturgy or whatever? Yes, like all the things. But again, I was also pretty small during that time. I'm the youngest of um, the children. So my mom, I have a... Uh, three siblings and so I was the youngest and definitely um, I was just a a child growing up in the Catholic Church Uh, but during that time um, I knew who God was but I just didn't understand exactly the whole story of the gospel I think the gospel what was what was missing Mm. in my life Um, so as a teenager kind of fast forward time uh, my parents were definitely still a divided household so most of the time we went to Catholic Church when my dad was home, but every chance my mom could get if my dad was working on a Sunday, <laughs> or, or we would totally sneak out. So we would go to a different service. We would kind of ch- church hop and try different churches in the neighborhoods. But um, I remember as a young girl, probably about nine or 10 years old, I heard the gospel message for the first time mm. um, that I understood it anyway. And I was able to hear it. And I just remember it freaked me out. I just remember I got really nervous and thought, wow, if there really is such thing as heaven and hell, then I definitely want to go to heaven. I mean, that was an obvious. So in those times, I actually understood what it meant to need a savior. So I definitely wanted to be saved, right? Like, yes. 
save me. And so I remember that being so strong that matter of fact, when we left church that Sunday, I would not let my mom just, I had, I made her take me back. I was like, there's no way I'm going to go to the rest of this day without asking Jesus in my heart. So we did. So my mom brought me back. This was not our church family. Like we were visitors. Um, So I went there and definitely the pastor was awesome and helped me and walked me through um, the gospel message again. And I I did um, ask Jesus to be my savior. Was it kind of like a sinner's prayer type thing? It definitely was. And I totally understood it and totally wanted it. That's awesome. Yeah. So I definitely believe um, that's when I understood he was my, my savior. Um, But there was still lacking probably one of the biggest parts of the gospel was king. And I did not understand Mm, that whatsoever. Correct. Um, So then fast forward my life. I'm not going to go into great detail. But um, as a teenager, um, actually with my busy family, of course, I told you I'm the youngest of all the children. And we actually didn't go to church that often growing up after that. My mom got busy. My dad was super busy trying to have a career. And um, I really just fell into the world. And I was just uh, lost. I was a lost teenager doing what um, Angelisa was doing on her throne since I was king of my life at that time. And Mm. um, doing what I thought was right was definitely not. But um, it led me into a lot of downward Um, negative places in my life. So I stopped there. um, And eventually, and and during that time too, I have to say, Cloud, I I felt the Lord with me the entire time. Like even when I was making all the wrong choices, like something inside of me, which I know to be the Holy Spirit now, Mm. um, was drawing me back to the church. So even when my parents weren't going to church, there was this little rec center across the street from my house. And I remember when I was in high school, I just went by myself. I would just wake up on Sunday and go by myself. Something just drew me to the church. Um, Didn't mean I understood it. I just enjoyed the worship and I enjoyed the people um, and just kept going. Um, But I was still living a worldly life at the same time. So it was just a very interesting time. It's like trying to go one way and then that still small voice is like constantly nagging or not nagging in a bad way, but like drawing you back, like you said. Absolutely. Yeah. It's that, uh, you know, I used to call it a conscience, but, mm. you know, now I realize it was absolutely, <laughs> definitely the Holy Spirit talking to me. Um, but then God realized I needed a little bit more because I was still not listening. <laughs> Maybe um, a little nagging. Yes. Right? <laughs> and so he gave me a lot more. And uh, my story, actually, this is where I consider actually almost a new beginning of my story is when I was 18 and found myself a pregnant teenager. Mm. Um, So I found myself in this position where, you know, a lot of us can have secret sins, but at Mm. that point, it's not a secret, right? Like you can't keep that a secret. Um, So that really, really made me have to actually choose. God's like, okay, now Mm. what you're going to do with your life? You know, here you go. Um, So at the time, I still wasn't certain about what was going on. Um, All I know is this experience changed my entire family. So I came home and did what nobody wants to do and tell your parents um, Mm, that you are a pregnant teenager. Um, And when I did, my dad took it really hard. Um, Remember, my dad at this time was still 100% Catholic. Um, He did, of course, you know, hear my mom and my mom, you know, had her uh, gospel music playing in the background. So my dad was around it all the time. But I just watched my dad during the the eight to nine months of my pregnancy, just do a 180. 
Uh, my dad really took it hard, and I actually watched him get saved. Oh, wow. So he actually started going to church with my mom and got really involved and wanted to seek out like how he can be different. And he did a 180. He got saved and baptized, and I was watching it the entire time and just in shock that, wow, wow like this is what God's doing. Yeah. Um, so even I, your sin and the impact it had on the family, God redeemed that and actually used it. Absolutely, absolutely. It was insane. And again, kind of remind my story a little bit. Remember, it was a church that I didn't even go to. So I didn't even understand baptism at that point. Um, I had never been baptized. I did, you know, ask him to be my savior, but I still had no idea what any of the rest of it meant. Um, but I did watch my dad go through that. Long story short, um, the birth of my child. So I have a beautiful daughter. Um, shout out to you, Jade. And she is my <laughs> salvation story. Um, and I just knew when I looked at her little face, God was like, okay, you know, now you got somebody watching you, what are you going to do? Um, so at that moment I realized I needed the Lord more than anything. So I I dove into the church my mom and dad were going to, which my dad at that time was a deacon and he was all in. Um, and I felt that voice again, calling. I think a lot of people, sometimes I hear now in churches, they feel like, well, I was already saved. You know, I don't need to do it again. But um, this time I heard the father say, are you ready for me to be king? You know, are you finally ready to surrender your life to me and follow me? And I could not do anything but weep. So I just walked up to the pastor. I couldn't even tell Mm -hmm. him what was going on in my heart. And he just knew and he just prayed over me. And I was able to actually ask God to be the king of my life, to be the Lord and savior of my life. And um, that was definitely the turning point for me. Shortly after that, at 19, so my daughter's about a year old, I got baptized for the first time, and um, it definitely was a new life. Yeah. It was a brand new life Race to life. That's awesome. Absolutely. You got saved, and we throw that word around a lot. Mm -hmm. We we tell these stories, and we have these words that we throw around. What would you say is like some scripture that was key on your journey? Absolutely. Well, during that time, of course, you know, I was a on fire Christian at that point, and I just wanted to know more. And I had an awesome pastor and mentor um, that really helped me just walk me through the Psalms. I mean, going through that, I was just a, you know, a teen, young, uh, single teenage mom trying to figure out life. And I was just, I kind of had that roller coaster ride of emotions of, um, you know, why am I in this situation? But obviously my own sin, but off um, also, I just had this hope that some that God was going to make something good of it. Like he was mm. going to make beauty from my ashes and he was going to really change things. So Psalms really were my go-to. Um, and I fell in love with David at that point. Um, I'm, I'm just actually, I loved his humanity in it. He was just very real. He would just lay out his heart and say, hey, life stinks. This is what's going on. But I love how he ended in the Psalms because he would always say, but God, right? Mm. Like, but God. So two of my favorite Psalms, um, one of them being Psalms 139, I mean, was my go-to. I think I I read that psalm and prayed over that psalm for probably about two or three months straight, the beginning of my um, new life. And really that psalm hits me because the very beginning of that psalm, Psalm 139, he really understands with his head Mm. who God is, right? He's like, hey, God, you're so big. You know, you've done all of these things. You've even created me. You did all these things. And he just, he really understands in his head who God is. And that's where I was when I was a young girl. I knew who he was in my head. But then he goes through a rant. And that rant <laughs> is like my favorite part, right? He's like, but life, right? But then right. life. 
and these people and he uses he throws out the word hate like a bunch of times and i hate my enemies yeah exactly and i mean i was there you know like this is my life and i hate this is happening mm. but then at the end i think this is really what just opened my eyes the very last two verses of Psalms 139, but he says, you know, even though I can't change my circumstances, I can't change where I am now, he says this in 23 and 24, search me, O God, know my heart, try me, know my thoughts, and see if there's any wicked ways in me and lead me into the way of everlasting. And that was literally the, Mm. the ring of my heart was, you know what, God, I can't change the circumstances, but I can change me and you can change me. And that was just a really great start for me. Seek me out. See if there's any offensive way in me. Absolutely. And, me and there was a lot, otherwise. by the way. There was a lot. Right. <laughs> there always is when you accept yes. the Lordship of Christ. He's, he saves us. That means that there's a reason we need to be saved. <laughs> like we're right. we're sinners. Then it's a life of submitting to his Lordship in, in those areas, the, the flesh yes. as it gives way. And he leads us in that way. So, Angelisa, yes. thank you so much for being with us. Uh, do you have a one last encouragement for people listening to this? Sure. Um, you know, right at the, that beginning part, you know, I know everybody, that that's an amazing thing to be saved. But I tell you what, it was probably the one of the most hardest times in my life. Um, because then you have to get off your throne, right? And you have to surrender. And surrendering is not easy. Um, so I remember during those times, I did a lot of weeping. I did a lot of crying out. Um, and then Psalms 3-3. 3-3 just became my anthem. And that's just my encouragement to everyone here. And he says, for thou, O Lord, are shield for me, the, the lifter of my head, that even when I couldn't lift my head, mm. he could. And that was just something I really had to hold on to. So I encourage those of you guys who are taking this walk. It's not an easy journey, but it's worth it. Mm. And the Lord does lift your head. Thank you so much for your story. Hope yeah. this has encouraged you guys, and we'll see you on the next episode.